The Law School of America. A tort, in common law jurisdiction, is a civil wrong, other than breach of contract, that causes a claimant to suffer loss or harm, resulting in legal liability for the person who commits a tortious act. It can include intentional infliction of emotional distress, negligence, financial losses, injuries, invasion of privacy, and many other things. The word tort stems from Old French via the Norman Conquest and Latin via the Roman Empire. Tort law involves claims in an action seeking to obtain a private civil remedy, typically money damages. Tort claims may be compared to criminal law, which deals with criminal wrongs that are punishable by the state. A wrongful act, such as an assault and battery, may result in both a civil lawsuit and a criminal prosecution in countries where the civil and criminal legal systems are separate. Tort law may also be contrasted with contract law, which also provides civil remedies after breach of a duty that arises from a contract, but whereas the contractual obligation is one agreed to by the parties, obligations in both tort and criminal law are more fundamental and are imposed regardless of whether the parties have a contract. In both contract and tort, successful claimants must show that they have suffered foreseeable loss or harm as a direct result of the breach of duty. Terminology. The person who commits the act is called a tortfeasor. Although crimes may be torts, the cause of legal action in civil torts is not necessarily the result of criminal action. The harm in civil torts may be due to negligence, which does not amount to criminal negligence. The victim of the harm can recover their losses damages in a lawsuit. To prevail, the plaintiff in the lawsuit, commonly referred to as the injured party, must show that the actions or lack of action was the legally recognizable cause of the harm. The equivalent of tort in civil law jurisdictions is delict. Moreover, Tort law differs from criminal law, whilst both contain punitive elements, tort law is known to be more vindicatory and compensatory by nature. The overall object of tort law is to define cases in which the law may justly hold one party liable to compensate another. Legal injuries are not limited to physical injuries and may include emotional, economic, or reputational injuries as well as violations of privacy, property, or constitutional rights. Torts comprise such varied topics as automobile accidents, false imprisonment, defamation, product liability, copyright infringement, and environmental pollution, toxic torts. Compared to criminal cases, tort lawsuits have a lower burden of proof, namely preponderance of evidence, rather than beyond a reasonable doubt. Sometimes a claimant may prevail in a tort case even if the defendant who allegedly caused harm were acquitted in an earlier criminal trial. For example, O.J. Simpson was acquitted in criminal court of murder but later found liable for the tort of wrongful death. Both tort law and criminal law may impose liability where there is intentional action, reckless behavior, carelessness, product liability, without negligence, in the US and the EU, innocence, or blameless inadvertence, provided there is strict liability, battery, assault, trespass. Both laws also deter certain types of undesirable behavior through liability. However, in criminal law the term guilty is used whereas in tort law this is not the case and liable is used instead. History. Roman law contained provisions for torts in the form of delict, which later influenced the civil law jurisdictions in continental Europe, but a distinctive body of law arose in the common law word traced to English tort law. The word tort was first used in a legal context in the 1580s, although different words were used for similar concepts prior to this time. Medieval period. Torts and crimes at common law originate in the Germanic system of compensatory fines for wrongs, with no clear distinction between crimes and other wrongs. In Anglo-Saxon law, most wrongs required payment in money or in kind to the wrong person or their clan. White, literally blame, fault, was paid to the king or holder of a court for disturbances of public order. Wurgeld, 
which was a murder fine based on a victim's worth, was intended to prevent blood feuds. Some wrongs in later law codes were botlies without remedy, for example, theft, open murder, arson, treason against one's lord, that is, unable to be compensated, and those convicted of a botlies crime were at the king's mercy. Items or creatures which caused death were also destroyed as diodans. Assessing intention was a matter for the court, but Alfred the Great's Doom Book did distinguish unintentional injuries from intentional ones, whereas culpability depended on status, age, and gender. After the Norman conquest, fines were paid only to courts or the king, and quickly became a revenue source. A wrong became known as a tort or trespass, and there arose a division between civil pleas and pleas of the crown. The petty assizes, for example, of novel decision, of Mort d'Ancester, and of Durain presentment, were established in 1166 as a remedy for interference with possession of freehold land. The trespass action was an early civil plea in which damages were paid to the victim. If no payment was made, the defendant was imprisoned. The plea arose in local courts for slander, breach of contract, or interference with land, goods, or persons. Although the details of its exact origin are unclear, it became popular in royal courts so that in the 1250s the writ of trespass was created and made de cursu, available by right, not fee. However, it was restricted to interference with land and forcible breaches of the king's peace. It may have arisen either out of the appeal of felony, or a size of novel decision, or replevin. Later, after the Statute of Westminster 1285, in the 1360s, the trespass on the case action arose for when the defendant did not direct force. As its scope increased, it became simply action on the case. The English Judicature Act passed 1873 through 1875 abolished the separate actions of trespass and trespass on the case. In 1401, the English case Bewley v. Finglam imposed strict liability for the escape of fire, additionally, strict liability was imposed for the release of cattle. Negligently handling fire was of particular importance in these societies given capacity for destruction and relatively limited firefighting resources. Liability for common carriers, which arose around 1400, was also emphasized in the medieval period. Unintentional injuries were relatively infrequent in the medieval period. As transportation improved and carriages became popular in the 18th and 19th centuries, however, collisions and carelessness became more prominent in court records. In general, scholars of England such as William Blackstone took a hostile view to litigation, and rules against champerty and maintenance and vexatious litigation existed. The restriction on assignment of a cause of action is a related rule based on public policy. English influence. The right of victims to receive redress was regarded by later English scholars as one of the rights of Englishmen. Blackstone's Commentaries on the Laws of England, which was published in the late 18th century, contained a volume on private wrongs as torts and even used the word tort in a few places. United States influence. United States tort law was influenced by English law and Blackstone's commentaries, with several state constitutions specifically providing for redress for torts in addition to reception statutes which adopted English law. However, tort law was viewed as relatively undeveloped by the mid-19th century. The first American treatise on torts was published in the 1860s but the subject became particularly established when Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. wrote on the subject in the 1880s. Holmes' writings have been described as the first serious attempt in the common law world to give torts both a coherent structure and a distinctive substantive domain, although Holmes' summary of the history of torts has been critically reviewed. The 1928 U.S. case of Paul's Graf v. Long Island Railroad Company heavily influenced the British judges in the 1932 House of Lords case of Donahue v. Stevenson. Modern Development The law of torts for various jurisdictions has developed independently. In the case of the United States, a survey of trial lawyers pointed to several modern developments, 
including strict liability for products based on Green and V. Yuba Power products, the limitation of various immunities, for example, sovereign immunity, charitable immunity, comparative negligence, broader rules for admitting evidence, increased damages for emotional distress, and toxic torts in class action lawsuits. However, there has also been a reaction in terms of tort reform, which in some cases have been struck down as violating state constitutions and federal preemption of state laws. Modern torts are heavily affected by insurance and insurance law, as most cases are settled through claims adjustment rather than by trial, and are defended by insurance lawyers, with the insurance policy, a deep pocket limit, setting a ceiling on the possible payment. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. Comparative Law In the international comparison of modern tort law, common law jurisdictions based upon English tort law have foundational differences from civil law jurisdiction, which may be based on the Roman concept of delict. Even among common law countries, however, significant differences exist. For example, in England legal fees of the winner are paid by the loser, the English rule versus the American rule of attorney fees. Common law systems include United States tort law, Australian tort law, Canadian tort law, Irish tort law, and Scots law of delict. The Jewish law of rabbinic damages is another example although tort in Israeli law is technically similar to English law as it was enacted by British Mandate of Palestine authorities in 1944 and took effect in 1947. There is a more apparent split between the Commonwealth countries, principally England, Canada and Australia, and the United States. The United States has been perceived as particularly prone to filing tort lawsuits even relative to other common law countries, although this perception has been criticized and debated. As of 1987, class actions were relatively uncommon outside of the United States. As of 1987, English law was less generous to the plaintiff in the following ways, contingent fee arrangements were restricted, English judges tried more decisions and set damages rather than juries, wrongful death lawsuits were relatively restricted, punitive damages were relatively unavailable, the collateral source rule was restricted, and strict liability, such as for product liability, was relatively unavailable. England's welfare state, such as free healthcare through National Health Service, may limit lawsuits. On the other hand, as of 1987 England had no workers' compensation system and lawsuits due to workplace injuries were relatively common and facilitated by trade unions, whereas in the United States the system of workers' compensation insurance provides for compensation an employee who is injured at work even if the employee was at fault for the injury, but otherwise prohibits most lawsuits against the employer although lawsuits against third parties who are responsible for the injury, such as the manufacturer of a defective ladder on which the employee was injured, are permitted. The United States also has faced a rise in no-fault insurance for automobile liability in several states. In England, ombudsmen may also take cases which could alternatively become tort lawsuits. When comparing Australia and the United States, Australia's tort law is similarly state law, however, there is a federal common law for torts unlike the United States. The influence of United States law in Australia has been limited. However, United States law may have influenced Australia's development of strict liability claims for products indirectly through legislation affected by the European Union, and in the 1990s class actions were introduced in Australia. Australia has universal healthcare and welfare state systems which relieve injured persons, and others, from having to pay their medical expenses and also limit lawsuits. In New Zealand, a no-fault accident compensation system has limited the development of personal injury tort law. Conflict of laws. In certain instances, different jurisdictions' law may apply to a tort, in which case rules have developed for which law to apply. This occurs particularly in the United States, where each of the 50 states may have different state laws, 
but also may occur in other countries with a federal system of states, or internationally. Categories. Torts may be categorized in several ways, with a particularly common division between negligent and intentional torts. Quasi-torts are unusual tort actions. Particularly in the United States, collateral tort is used to refer to torts in labor such as intentional infliction of emotional distress, outrage, or wrongful dismissal. These evolving causes of action are debated and overlap with contract law or other legal areas to some degree. The most common action in tort is negligence. The tort of negligence provides a cause of action leading to damages, or to relief, in each case designed to protect legal rights, including those of personal safety, property, and, in some cases, intangible economic interests or non-economic interests such as the tort of negligent infliction of emotional distress in the United States. Negligence actions include claims coming primarily from car accidents and personal injury accidents of many kinds, including clinical negligence, workers' negligence and so forth. Product liability cases, such as those involving warranties, may also be considered negligence actions or, particularly in the United States, may apply regardless of negligence or intention through strict liability. Intentional torts include, among others, certain torts arising from the occupation or use of land. The tort of nuisance, for example, involves strict liability for a neighbor who interferes with another's enjoyment of his real property. Trespass allows owners to sue for entrances by a person, or his structure, such as an overhanging building, on their land. Several intentional torts do not involve land. Examples include false imprisonment, the tort of unlawfully arresting or detaining someone, and defamation, in some jurisdictions split into libel and slander, where false information is broadcast and damages the plaintiff's reputation. Other intentional torts include battery, assault, trespass to chattels, intentional infliction of emotional distress, misrepresentation, and alienation of affections. In some cases, the development of tort law has spurred lawmakers to create alternative solutions to disputes. For example, in some areas, workers' compensation laws arose as a legislative response to court rulings restricting the extent to which employees could sue their employers in respective injuries sustained during employment. In other cases, legal commentary has led to the development of new causes of action outside the traditional common law torts. These are loosely grouped into quasi-torts or liability torts. Negligence. Negligence is a tort which arises from the breach of the duty of care owed by one person to another from the perspective of a reasonable person. Although credited as appearing in the United States in Brown v. Kendall, the later Scottish case of Donahue v. Stevenson AC 562, followed in England, brought England into line with the United States and established the tort of negligence as opposed to negligence as a component in specific actions. In Donahue, Mrs. Donahue drank from an opaque bottle containing a decomposed snail and claimed that it had made her ill. She could not sue Mr. Stevenson for damages for breach of contract and instead sued for negligence. The majority determined that the definition of negligence can be divided into four component parts that the plaintiff must prove to establish negligence. The elements in determining the liability for negligence are The plaintiff was owed a duty of care through a special relationship, for example, doctor-patient, or some other principal. There was a dereliction or breach of that duty. The tortfeasor directly caused the injury. The plaintiff suffered damage as a result of that breach. The damage was not too remote, there was proximate cause to show the breach caused the damage. In certain cases, negligence can be assumed under the doctrine of res ipsa loquitur, Latin for the thing itself speaks, particularly in the United States, a related concept is negligence per se. For example, in the business realm, the auditor has a duty of care to the company they are auditing, that the documents created are a true and reliable representation of the company's financial position. 
However, as per Esanda Finance Corporation Limited v. Pete Marwick Hungerfords, such auditors do not provide a duty of care to third parties who rely on their reports. An exception is where the auditor provides the third party with a privity letter, explicitly stating the third party can rely on the report for a specific purpose. In such cases, the privity letter establishes a duty of care. The case Chapman v. Hearst added to the precedent of negligence where in previous cases reasonable foreseeability was applied narrowly to include all predictable actions, Chapman v. Hearst extended this to include all damages of the same nature which could be reasonably foreseen. Proximate cause. Proximate cause means that you must be able to show that the harm was caused by the tort you are suing for. The defense may argue that there was a prior cause or a superseding intervening cause. A common situation where a prior cause becomes an issue is the personal injury car accident, where the person re-injures an old injury. For example, someone who has a bad back is injured in the back in a car accident. Years later, he is still in pain. He must prove the pain is caused by the car accident, and not the natural progression of the previous problem with the back. A superseding intervening cause happens shortly after the injury. For example, if, after the accident, the doctor who works on you commits malpractice and injures you further, the defense can argue that it was not the accident, but the incompetent doctor who caused your injury. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America